You're listening to El Yoshi Video Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi. Okay, everyone, this is Yoshi. I'm back in Amsterdam. I am back at Proxy Pages Plays, and I'm sure by now you heard her previous episode, and I'm really happy I'm doing. Hopefully, this will be the second, and we'll be doing the third one today. So, Proxy, thanks for doing the show again. Not a problem. Pleasure. And uh, you have a very good news about your project. Would you like to tell everyone about it? I do. My project just got 100% of the votes that it needed yesterday, but I can still get more and uh, surpass my goal. But I'll be launching it sometime later this week, and then I can start collecting funds. So the fun is just about to begin. Which which website is it again? It's at offbeater.com, and the project is called Proxy Infiltrates Europe. So that website is very similar to Kickstarter, but they do adult thing projects. Yeah, it's all adult-driven uh, projects that they have on there. And there's some really interesting ones on there. I've been supporting a couple of the other people on there. So you have to be 100% first, then you're qualified to receive money from fans. Yeah, if I can get enough of the votes and show that I have enough people backing my idea, then mm-hmm. they'll allow me to start uh, earning funds. And I did it, I've, and I've actually surpassed the goal. I'm already past 100%. So um, I think we mentioned it, but I want to remind the listeners. So you need to reach how much? To do your project now? Um, I actually changed the uh, the goal, and it's now at sixty five hundred because I'm going to be running a second project after this one. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be running a couple of projects this year. See how they all go. So there's sixty five hundred that you need to film a movie, right? No, 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 no. This is uh, to do legal <laughs> registration, so I can legally shoot the movie out here because I don't want to end up getting in trouble and running into right. issues. So I want to do it all properly and legally. Considering I am a foreigner out here, better safe than sorry. And they're okay you filming stuff here? Uh, yeah, there's some countries that might be a little tricky to film in, but I bet I'll be able to get around that. I'm not too nervous. I, I think Netherlands, one of the few countries in the world, allow you to do both. Uh, when I say both... And prostitution, yeah. yeah that's what I mean, because um, usually most countries let you do one thing but not other one legally for example in thailand prostitution is legal but pornography is illegal <laughs> pornography is legal in states for most part but prostitution for most part are illegal but netherlands they really believe in freedom they let you film porn and do prostitution legally so mm-hmm. um all right is there anything more you want to talk about your uh, project let the audience know uh, nope, it's just it's at offbeater.com. The project, again, is called Infiltrate Pro- or Proxy Infiltrates Europe. And I hope I get some supporters. Which was the title of your last episode you did for me. So, yeah, uh, I'll, let's talk about it when we uh, before we finish this episode. So, this is this episode is basically a little bit of random porn talk, things that you've done and people that you know. <laughs> the funny stories we've been sharing. Sure. <laughs> Um, the one I want to talk before we talk about the people you know in business, let's talk about your friend Dave in Arizona. Yeah, um, Dave, uh, who runs Glory Hole Swallow, the website Glory Hole Swallow, uh, he's a really, really great guy and he contacted me a couple of years ago 
and he said he was a really big fan of my movies and he knew that I lived in Arizona so he wanted to shoot with me and he, he hit me up at a really funny time because I had taken a break from the industry for a while it was winter time and I, I through my entire break I didn't end up having sex for like three months so when he hit me up it was like it was like a godsend I was like yes I've been waiting for this this is perfect when you when you when you say winter time for porn it's usually November December January area right? yeah right before the AVN awards everybody and, usually takes a little break and a business tend to be slow because everybody getting ready for the big show in January for um, adult video news and also the holidays because mm. there's like Thanksgiving and then Christmas and New Year's and you want to spend that time with the family and that's a good time of the year to take a break because summertime is the prime time to be shooting porn in my opinion yeah the weather's better and stuff okay mm. so he contacts you and you went to I guess Phoenix and someplace close around that area right uh -huh, yeah he shoots in Phoenix can you explain to people because I don't want to assume every listener to know what glory hole is <laughs> uh, glory hole is a hole that's in a wall in a booth in a porn shop and it's usually guys put their like cocks through there or their hands through there and like to play with random strangers because it's only a hole in the wall so you can't see who's on the other side except for select body parts that come through mm -hmm. and um um, and this is not uh, this is not for only for heterosexual men. It's also no, definitely not. No, a lot of gay guys do it, and that's tricky because he goes to different porn shops mm -hmm. and he shoots in different places. So you never are quite sure like what the intentions are from the person on the other side. But everybody likes to have fun, so usually. I, I remember working in Taboo Video up in Seattle, Washington. Some guys would make holes, and we had to patch those <laughs> all up. You know, <laughs> it's almost like this, like um, rodent, like a rat. You know how, how they're both through the wall <laughs> looking. Such a funny way to put it. But I mean, th that's what these guys do. And yeah. I mean, if I have to be more frank about it, I, it's generally it's more a gay guy thing because oh, yeah, you definitely. know. It's, it's, but they're not going to complain if a girl grabs their cock and starts sucking it. That's right. for sure. But how? I mean, how would you know unless you? Distinct, you know, you go out of your way to look who's in your next room. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. So I saw the video. My my friend uh, Rick even told me it was really really good, and I didn't realize you were in it. And uh, we were talking before recording. So uh, you know, you told me a couple of funny stories. So anyway, it's basically guys put their dick through and girls start sucking their dicks mm -hmm. okay so um and sometimes a, a little more happens like yeah frisky and have to like maneuver my way around having sex with these beautiful cocks that come through the hole because they're all different shapes and sizes and colors, and colors. <laughs> yeah and um i saw the camera work video uh, dave seemed like a very good he does seem like it does a very good job of lighting and uh, yeah he has a really great eye for like capturing really good angles he's he's very good at like capturing good angles of the cock of the girl and everything he gets right up in there because like it's limited like space so he can't mm -hmm. help but get in there but he does have like a unique way of capturing it there's a lot of glory hole things that are out and around but he has a particular style that is really nice and it works for him and and, and it looks like most of the girls are amateur yeah yeah a lot of the girls that he gets are amateurs like uh he meets some on the internet he meets some in real life just sees like that they're kind of like a frisky, like a frisky fun girl in real life, and he's like, "Hey, would you like to try this sometime?" and brings them on in. 
yeah, pretty much everybody that is in his movies are all amateurs. And I, I, I think a lot of guys like um, amateur stuff too, which maybe I think a young fan of porn maybe don't realize it because they see a lot of stars all the time. But I think men do like variety, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and I also think I don't know what, what's your theory on this. If you have any opinion on it, but. There's a lot of guys, I remember seeing them at the porn shop, and I'm sure you have too. And a lot of these guys don't want to cheat on their wife or girlfriend. For, but for whatever reasons, these women stop giving them blowjobs or never giving them blowjobs, you know? And um, They need to get it from somewhere, so mm-hmm. that's a place where you can go and get it secretly. and Or just watch a movie where they see blowjob stuff, that, you know? That too, yeah. A lot of, uh, back when I worked at the porn shop, there was a lot of guys that would come in and when they would come up to the counter to get changed, they'd give a 20 and we'd give them a bunch of ones. Uh, you would see that they had wedding rings on. Sure. And, like, you could just tell, like, they had a lot of pent-up energy, like, like sexual energy. And, yeah, some of them weren't back there, like, fooling around with people, but they were just back there watching porn because, like, their wives or girlfriends don't let them keep it at home. Mm-hmm. Why do you... So, what? what do you, what's going on, like... I really wish girls were more open-minded to porn. It makes me so sad every time that I hear a girl, it gets upset that her boyfriend, like she finds porn in her boyfriend's house and she thinks, oh, she's not good enough. Just be happy he's not cheating. At least he's not going to look for it somewhere else. Porn is like a really safe, like sexual outlet for guys. Ease off them, ladies. <laughs> I, 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 uh, what I, I, what I usually tell women, it's kind of like, porn is kind of like vitamins. <laughs> if they're not getting enough nourishment from home from their wife or girlfriends then they really have to get those and uh-huh. and um it's it's um i think the the tough one is like if the girl never give the guy blowjobs and and this is something that's important for you as a guy mm-hmm. and if you make a decision to stay with it then i think that it's a partially your fault for that but mm-hmm. it's not that if you're with a girl who used to give you blowjobs and stuff but once you're married or committing relationships and stuff I don't. I don't know if that's fair, um, but I don't know. You know. It's, yeah, it's a very gray area because there's a lot of different like situation, like different kinds of situations sure. that, that relates to. And 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 if 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 the guy doesn't go down on a the girl, then you don't deserve that either. You know, it's gotta be fair on both ends. Most definitely. <laughs> I I was actually with a guy before, and he. Uh, I was about to go down on him, and he was like, "I hope." you're okay with the fact that I'm not going to go down on you. And I was like, um, no, I'm not. <laughs> so that d- it didn't even end up happening. That That's that's definitely well, what, what do you think a deal is, breaker for me. What's going on with the guys who don't want to go down on a girl? I don't know. I think it's because it's like, it's a bit intimidating for guys because all girls, yeah, yeah, definitely. In my opinion, because all girls are different. Like, okay, yeah, vaginas can definitely be scary and... Like, there could be many of reasons why guys don't want to go down on girls. Maybe they had a bad experience or something, but... Wait, wait, what do you mean bad experience? What do you maybe mean? they went down and, like, the girl wasn't right down there. Maybe she was super hairy. Maybe there was something wrong. Maybe there was, like, it didn't smell right. It didn't taste right. There could be, a, like, a plethora of reasons. Wait, before you continue, I just wonder sometimes. Sometimes when a girl tastes little... Does this make sense, like, sour? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's going on there? Uh, it's usually incorporated with your diet. Uh, there's certain things that you eat that just make you not taste right. And uh, like unhealthy food and fast food are a big, big factor in that. Like 
you can tell when uh, you can taste in someone's like a guy's cum or a girl's uh, like fluids if they don't eat healthy. If someone eats really healthy, they taste really good, is what I've noticed. I remember giving my blood away because I used to do this medical lab thing, and mm -hmm. like um, every other week, I used to get my blood. And one time, she, one of the nurses, was taking my blood. It was super dark, and she said, "You need to drink more water." Some, something about um, if you're not getting enough water, the blood is darker for some reason. Just like sexual fluids, like pee, like if you don't drink enough water, it comes out really dark. If you do, it comes out more clear. So any like body fluids are affected by like how you treat your body. Got it. And so sometimes going back, girls are like sour tasting. Other times it's just plain. Yeah, which I like. Real taste at all. Yeah, I can't, I like that. Um, and. Sometimes I like when like a pussy smells like pussy, like not in a bad, like there's no bad smell to it. It just smells like a female, like it smells like their skin. Like sometimes it smells like nothing, but like I also enjoy like a bit of a womanly scent too. Yeah. I don't have a problem like, like especially if the girl just worked out or something, that's a good, great yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah, that's know? more what I'm talking about. Um, and there's other times, I don't know how to describe it, it's... Yeah, yeah, the female anatomy, and that's like that's why I said like it could be intimidating to guys because mm. guys don't really know how like a girl's body works. Like guys are pretty straightforward. All guys have a cock. They're all pretty much shaped the same. Like whether they be bigger or smaller, it's the same general idea. You stroke up and down, you suck, and yeah. that's, that's about it. You don't get much more technical than that. Oh, unless you start including the balls, but just like saying, just cocks are pretty much they're all, they all work about the same. But vaginas. Some of them are externally stimulated. Some of them are internally stimulated. Some of them are really long and meaty. Yeah, and like guys don't know, like, cause yeah, like some some of them have bigger inner lips and some of them have bigger outer lips. So guys don't know like where to rub and g g girls are stimulated. The correct answer is everywhere. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Just pay attention to it. Girls like that. Just yeah. Try. Girls appreciate you trying. And don't be afraid to tell them, ladies. And don't be intimidated if the ladies tell you guys. That's what I always run into. What, I, I what, scare them at first. What What do you think is most women's reaction and Alinda's like getting their asshole wet? Hmm. It really depends on uh, the girls and their upbringing. Cause like I've I've been with some girls. I've been with some very very gay girls that are very very open and sexually advancing and. Uh, like they'll even try like fisting me and I can't get fisted in my pussy but then like I'll like lick their butt or something and they get really like worried about it so yeah I don't know I think it's just a really like it's a preference thing but every like some I, I've noticed like some girls will like even though they say okay every time you, you I go in that area they clench yeah, yeah. they get nervous and tense up it, it's almost like um I think it's goalie at hockey or soccer game. They're just like they're, they're trying to block it. Yeah. And because like anal isn't really like you, when you start having sex, like anal isn't the first thing that most people think of. So it's usually something that comes with time, and maybe just a lot of girls haven't done it yet. But please, everyone, try it at least once. I mean, there's some girls that love it. Even think... the guys too. Guys try it too. <laughs> So, you know, sometimes girl, you do it, and, and um, they're pleasantly surprised they like it. But I'm always surprised when they tell me um, they never had that before. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah.
Yeah, it's just anal still like more of a taboo thing, and and not. <laughs> you think you really think it is? Yeah, because like it's the, essentially that's where shit comes out of. So that mm. like that scares a lot of people away from it. So they don't think of it in a sexual way. So they never try exploring it until someone presents them with the opportunity, and they do it. And they have if they haven't thought about it before, like it's it's it does make them a little tense. But there's definitely pleasure points there in guys and women in the anus. So. It's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing shameful. Just be clean and hygienic and you're good. Yeah. And just kind of try to be relaxed about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um... And it also depends, like, how comfortable you are sexually, too. That's a big part of it as well. So, it's, it's I guess, I didn't really intimidating... I never really thought that it's like... That's, like, never... Shouldn't be, shouldn't be intimidating part. I think that's like it's if you like women, body. like yeah, it's that's a really sensitive area. Like girls, like people like getting kissed on the neck, mm. getting like their like fingers sucked on, their toes sucked on, and that's just the ass is just another part of the body. It's another thing to explore and try. So uh, going back to Dave's um, um, <clears throat> um, glory hole swallow, right? <laughs> yeah, great website, mm-hmm. and then. So he contacts you, and you did like three or four episodes. I've I've shot for him almost five times, and like, cause he like he wanted to just have backup work of mine just to release later on, mm. just in case. But um, the first time I worked for him, I uh, I ended up getting there, and I was supposed to do. He asked me, he's like, "Well, how many guys will you give a blowjob to?" I was like, "How many do you got?" He's like, "Well, I'll schedule eight for you." So he scheduled eight guys for me. And like I said, I hadn't had sex in three months, and he t- like, it was only supposed to be blowjobs through the glory holes. Like that was all like you like that we had discussed about mm-hmm. doing, but I couldn't leave it at just that. I, I ended up putting condoms on all the guys. I ended up fucking almost all of the cocks. If they didn't come too soon, there was a condom on them, and they were. They do you, were do you meet the guys before shooting? No, because a lot of the times, like, they're random walk-ins, uh, depending on, like, the shops he goes to. Some of, like, some are planned, some are not. So, no, he, like, usually there's no interaction other than, like, the cock-sucking that happens with the girl and the guy. But for me, sometimes I get a little crazy and I, I run around the walls and try to meet them. And, and what's their reaction when you go in there? Um... <laughs> Uh, See, here's, 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 this is what I'm thinking before you say anything. Uh, the guys are going to do it. They're excited because obviously they're getting blowjobs. Uh-huh. But two, it's a glory hole. So the girl cannot see them and they're only seen by waist, from waist down. Uh-huh. So they're, they're protecting their privacy. But at the same time, I'm sure a lot of them are nervous because, it's just, especially if they're amateur guys, you know, it's uh, people talk about how fun it must do do porn, but it's still intimidating when you're getting filmed, you know. And there's a bunch of other guys there too, and like you have to worry about, you know, there you so many thoughts like yeah. keep it hard, blowjob, warn about the other guys in the room, and you know. But so. yeah, if it's just your cock, like all you have to focus on is the pleasure that's happening to mm. you because the guys aren't being filmed, so it's a lot less for them to worry about. Any any problems? Like sometimes they can't get hard. Um, <laughs> um the first scene that I did for uh, Dave. Uh, he booked me with eight guys and I was just so excited and I think the guys could like feel my energy because the first two cock like there was uh, 
in the first set of guys, there's two. Uh, there's a couple of cop- cocks that I grabbed, yeah. and they just ended up busting so fast, and I think they could feel my energy from that, and their like their their excitement felt my excitement. But um, and they were clean. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Um, but there was actually supposed to be another girl that Dave was gonna film coming in after me, and she never ended up showing up. And uh, like he had he had brought a couple of guys uh, to this like to the uh, location with him to like have for sure guys that would come through. And I he was like, oh yeah, the other girl didn't show up, and I was like, hmm, send her guys on in. Like, like I'll I'll keep going. I'm I'm not ready to stop yet. And like there's uh, there's like. I, it usually doesn't happen, but it definitely does happen sometimes where they can't get hard. But wait, so first round you 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 gave all those guys blowjob and they <laughs> they tried to come in your mouth, correct? Oh yeah. Then second time around they tried to have sex with you. These same guys. No, 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 no. It was a whole another group of guys. I ended up blowing and fucking like twelve different guys that day. I see. It was just a really busy day. Which I didn't mind. Um, and did you tell me like you could tell when, once you put their dicks in your mouth, you could tell how old they were? Uh yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> wait. So you're like you're like sommelier that the wine tester, like you buy <laughs> the, the, the by the whiff of the taste, you could tell what year. No, I've actually gotten very skilled just from all of my interactions because I've had so many like uh, I've had a lot of sexual experiences. I'm a very sexually curious girl, inside and outside of porn, to, uh, to where like I can look at a guy's face and tell like how big his cock is, and I can look at it like. And also, you can tell by a penis, like how saggy the balls are, and like or how loose the skin is. Like, oh yeah, this this guy's a little bit older. He's probably in like his forties or something. But here again, ethnicity and things like that come into play as well. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I've been I'm quite the cock connoisseur. <laughs> so when you when you did it, how long did it take you to finish that scene? When when you started? Oh my god, I didn't want it to stop. I was I was begging for more at the end. Actually, I wasn't ready for it to come. And then there's this. All of a sudden, there's no more. There's no more penises coming through the holes. A little sad. And did you talk to any other guys after that afterward, or? Uh, no, no, not the first time that I did it. But he brought me back again, and either the second or third time that he brought me back, um, uh, there was a guy, and he ended up like he ended up going through the booth again, and he like he mentioned something to Dave. I didn't realize that he had like whispered to him because small quarters again so I like I couldn't see what was going on there was just cocks on both sides of me so I wasn't paying attention but he ended up telling Dave he's like oh can I go again I want to go again and he went again and he was like oh yeah this is this guy's second time and I was like his cock was so hard and I was like man this guy is so into this so I was like fuck this and I went I, I came out of my booth and I ended up going to his and Dave had to like quickly follow me with the camera and I like I pushed the guy down in his chair and I started having sex with him and he was sitting on the chair and my back was facing him and I just like put his cock inside of me and I was fucking him. And then I reached down to grab his he, knee. He, he, and he has a condom on. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I put a condom on him. And I reached down to like put my hands on his knees to get more balance. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden on his leg, like on his, I think it was his right leg, I feel like there's not a knee there, but there's like a metal pole. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I like stopped having sex with him and I pulled up his pants and I see that he's missing one of his legs and there's just like oh. a metal post there. And it was like, huh, cyborg man. I'm in, I'm not stopping. <laughs> 
I think he actually, he ended up, like, losing wood a little because I, like, I found that and I looked at it, but it didn't bother me at all. But, like, I think he got a little nervous from me doing that. He lost wood a little. But... Well, what, 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 do you, what do you think? He, uh, he thought you were going to judge him or something? Or... Yeah, but then once he saw, like, it didn't bother me. Like, he, he quickly got Well, I mean, as long as, <laughs> uh, as long as stick is not the middle part, you're... Oh, but he was just so enthusiastic. Like, I could feel his enthusiasm through his hard cock. And I ended up actually, like, asking for his number. And I, I was going to hook up with him, but I wasn't living in Arizona at the time. So it never ended up happening again. Um, <sighs> it, it, it must be hard for him. <laughs> you know, when, when you try to date someone, maybe some women don't like the guy. With, how, much, how much was he missing from knee down or the... From, I think it was from like mid, um, like j like the lower part of his thigh, like above his knee. I think wow. he was missing that much. Did you t find out how he he lost it? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I I I meant to. I try. I did try to get his number because mm. he was cute too, and I was just like, mm, I want I want to have like I want to have my time with a one-legged man. Like that in itself kind of turned me on. Anything that's out of the norm. That's kind of cool that you did that for him because um, you know I, I don't know what what's it like to be I guess is this correct to say handicapped person and um, you know it's, I'm sure it's a little tougher for them to find sexual partners. Yeah, you know? actually, um, I have a friend out in Sweden, mm -hmm. and he like him and I like we talk very openly about everything. And uh, I was telling him about how I've been like, I was living in Poland at the time and I was like doing a lot of stretching and I was like, oh man, I can get super huge things in my ass now. And he was like, hey, I have a friend that has a stump for an arm. He's like, would you pick his arm in, it, in your ass? He was like, his, and his arm, because like he was born with his arm like that, I believe. And it- Wait, wait, wait. His missing arm, or he was born with just uh, one arm. The, the, his other arm was just a stump, and turns out the stump was shaped like a penis. Like it is. It, it's really like it was like a long straight arm, and then like had a head of a penis at the end of it. It just looked like a big penis on his arm, and he like he showed me some pictures, and I was like, oh man, please introduce me to this person. Like I would like I I can't wait till the next time I go to Sweden. I want to shoot just a personal video of this guy like essentially like arming me fisting me I don't know what you would call it at that point so it's, it's like Captain Hook amputeeing me <laughs> it's like Captain Hook but it's Captain Penis almost like Penis <laughs> yeah, yeah something like that but I ended up messaging him on Facebook and he I guess he's a really big fan of porn and he was just like <gasps> like because my friend had told him that I was going to contact him and he was just like yes I would love to do that with you so Sweden I'm coming for you and you know I don't know how long you've been living in Europe now. Um, Since August. And, you know, we're, what, late January 2014. Mm -hmm. But when did you come here first time? August of last year, actually. Oh, no, 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 no. February of last year in 2013 was my first time coming out here. Okay. Or, no, 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 2012. Sorry. Wow. So I've been coming out here for a little while now. So, you know, as you could tell, Northern Europe have different attitudes about sex. For example, I, you know, I'm sorry if I'm... Yeah, there's Southern, Northern Europe, and then it's Scandinavia. Um, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure, you know, prostitution is legal in Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium. Not uh, France and not Italy. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they, they have a really weird rules. Like, some countries... It's technically legal to do prostitution, but you can't have a, a brothel. Um, 
all these loopholes and different rules yeah. here and there. Like in, in Sweden, um, it's legal to sell sex, but it's illegal to buy. So they will only punish the drone if you get caught. Yeah. Are there porn shops in Sweden? Um, yeah, I'm sure. But Sweden, um, uh, amazingly, it's, it's a beautiful country, beautiful people, and it's a really nice place, but they're conservative a lot of different things. I was a little surprised. Yeah, I think that's funny. They have a really unique mix out there of like open to sexuality, mm -hmm. but then still very like conservative in some areas of it. I mean, I still think their attitude... Uh, it's like... like they put up a front of being conservative, but then behind closed doors, every Swedish person that I've met is like very open-minded to a lot of things. Mm. Like a lot of the girls, I like that I've been that I've met and talked to, like they're very open to anal and stuff like yeah. that. And a lot of girls in a lot of places aren't in a lot of different countries out here. They're, they're I mean, privately, when they're talking about their personal sex, mm -hmm. not the commercial sex lines of Scandinavia, they tend to be open-minded. <laughs> I think it's true, especially if you're not, if you live in an area that is not very religious, Scandinavia. I mean, they, they do have churches and maybe a lot of them consider technically Christian, but it, there are more secular places. Um, I mean, I, th I still think Sweden have a better policy of prostitution compared to the USA because they're not at least punishing the prostitute themselves. In USA, we punish the prostitute and Johns. Uh. It's, it's worse, uh, minus certain area in Nevada they have a legal brothel but yeah. um, so you know different attitude and going back Germany they in the brothels they give discount to senior citizens <laughs> that's a good one yeah. I like that and, and <laughs> if it's your 18th birthday or your whatever birthday yeah. and your retiring year it's it's like Denny's they give you a discount <laughs> or something and I know in Netherlands I, I think really good uh, special I think Netherlands I, I think if I could be wrong but Maybe even discount for handicapped people. Maybe they, they, maybe the government gives subsidies, and people don't want to talk about it. But I, I think it's one of those human rights things. I know some young people don't want to know, but their parents have sex, their grandparents don't have sex. Mm -hmm. Handicapped people have these needs too. Yeah, definitely. There's still people. They still have hormones running through their yeah. body. Yeah, and and uh, actually, have you heard of that woman? I can't. Her name is beyond me right now, but. Uh, there's a woman that is kind of known for having sex with handicapped people because she understands like they can't get it from other places. So she she like she has a soft spot in her heart for that. So she's known for like giving pleasure to handicapped people that can't normally get it. Elsewhere. Is she European or? No, I think she's in the U.S. Uh, Danny Wilde actually was telling me about her because I was talking about how like I've had a couple experiences where like. I've had pity sex with people and sympathy sex with people for you one do? reason or another, yeah. So, and he was like, yeah, and he was the one that ended up telling me about her. Um, I understand. I'm in. <laughs> we, we should definitely talk about Danny a little later, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, um, so, you, you did all these scenes, you talked to them, and, um, you know, I, I gotta say, Dave's things, I, I like the amateur factor of it, the camera work is good, lighting's good. And, uh, yeah, it's really like it's all very genuine, like the stuff that he gets, and like you, you can tell when a director is good, just like Jason Rocco, because they have a skill behind the camera that shows through the things that they capture, and D Dave is definitely like could be ranked in that category. Yeah, and I know, you know, just like women need intimacy, and you know they want guys to listen to them and 
on and on and on. These are the needs that women have. But I gotta say, ladies, blowjob is probably like way up there for guys. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've definitely met a couple of guys though that like aren't big on blowjobs. But my theory on the guys that don't like blowjobs is they just haven't had a good one yet. So oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's what I think because I've I've been with two guys at least that have been like, oh no 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 no, don't even worry about it. And I'm like, why? Why? Like what? That that doesn't make sense to me. And they're just like, yeah, 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 don't worry about it. I'm like, have you not had a good blowjob before? That's that's what I'm gonna assume this is. And then I, I'm like, just just let me try. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no offense, ladies. Just practice makes perfect. Don't be shy. So the so um, you know you know a lot of porn girls and regular girls. Um, what what's going on when a girl hate to give a guy blowjobs? Do, do, do you think a religious reason or is it like a yeah, hygiene thing? I, or? I think it's just like the upbringing and like I've definitely heard some stories from girls like and I've, I've been there once or twice too where like you go down there and maybe they haven't showered in a couple of days or like they've been out all day and they're all sweaty and like you're like oh 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 never mind never mind I don't wanna I don't even want to mess around in that area so yeah and uh, but a lot of it could be the, the upbringing because so many people are brought up in religious households so they're not open to it until they get more experienced and mm-hmm. they, like society's influence gets in a little bit more and it's not looked at so dirty because it, like sometimes things like that are looked at as dirty or is it, it just yeah the, the family that they come from and i have to say the hygiene thing is important I mean, yeah hygiene is definitely definitely a big one for a, like most performers and people in real life that are like openly sexually active and and you know we're we're also going to talk to superstar Bella Donna, but she should tell me like you could tell she doesn't mind if the guy just worked out have a sweaty uh, workout smell, but there's definitely other smells to indicate there's something bad going on. Yeah, um, like there's fresh, sweaty, like human smell, and then there's like I've been out for the last two days and sweating, <clears> and I haven't like kept up with my showers or anything like that. There's being like natural and being inconsiderate <laughs> did you ever watch that science fiction called species oh, man, 1995 96 uh-uh. the beautiful uh, canadian actress there was a scene she, she so she's alien right so she's yeah 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 she's yeah, going around trying to get uh, impregnated uh-huh. so he pick up this really good looking guy she follows him to his place he's taking shower blah 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 and looks like she's ready to have sex with her because she, she mm-hmm. her mission is to get impregnated and create more species yeah. and last minute she decided not to have sex with her and later on you find out he's diabetic so she make a decision like uh, he's not healthy yeah. enough to have offspring right and um, I think it was Bill Dunn who told me like if there's a smell of the uh, of the guy's dick oh especially after he urine urinates it smells it has a smell like a sweetness chances are he's diabetic Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason, when people have a, a diabetic problems, their piss, like when they urine, smell like sugary for some reason. You know, mm-hmm. and also if the guy have God forbid, gonorrhea or syphilis and stuff, I'm sure. Well, first of all, there's probably something wrong with their skin. If you see a dick and there's something off about it, like yeah, 
if it's red or irritated looking, if there's sores or bumps or something doesn't look natural and right. Yeah, or, or skin's <laughs> kind of peeling enough or like leprosy. Yeah. yeah, you just don't, you don't do anything. But or there's not correct tastes or fluids coming yeah. out. Yeah. These are, these are important, you know. These are obviously the reason why you don't do it. Um, but if the guy's healthy and the girl doesn't do it, then, you know, this is something that both of uh, people have to make a decision whether they want to continue dating or whatnot. You mm-hmm. know? So you did, you did, you Being did. sexually compatible is really, yeah. really important in a relationship. So um, you did four episodes. I guess the funniest one was when the guy with the, not funny to him, but funny to you, a missing leg. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, is that it for Dave, I guess? Um, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a fantastic uh, filmmaker. I really like the quality of his stuff. And again, I'll just mention his website one more time because I'm a huge fan of him and his site. It's uh, glowyholeswallows.com. That's it with, um, we don't have to figure out, but he, he probably have a Twitter account for that website? or Yeah, I'm sure that he does. <laughs> okay. Um, well, oh, make I sure think it's Glory Hole Swallows. Uh, make sure you talk to him and Zachary interview him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll definitely send him an email later today. So okay, let's to contact him again. Let's talk to people because they're they're interesting cases and they both have um, two different reasons why they are no longer in adult business. And this is not like a pointing finger, but fingers at them. But um, you know, um, so let's talk about Dan- Danny Wow. Good guy. Mm-hmm. I met him a couple of times through you and um, um, your friend. What's your friend's uh, stage name? She is uh, Lily. Lily yeah, beautiful mm-hmm. girl, very fun, funny girl, and uh, her ex-boyfriend Danny Wow. And uh, so Danny's no longer in the business, and I, I didn't know that you didn't know when I told you about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you want to give just of what happened to Danny? Yeah. So um, one thing he's always been very open and honest about. Um, like his lifestyle and the things that he does, which is really important for like the porn industry because sure. it's all about like trust and transparency. Like, being, mm-hmm. and, yeah, like being comfortable with the people that you're working with, and everybody needs to like hold up, like keep up with a certain standard. So being open is definitely really a big thing for that. But um, he he used um, uh, performance enhancement pills a lot, which help keep your uh, cock hard. And eventually it ended up, because he's been in the business for a while, he's been around for quite a, quite a few years, um, and he, he so from doing it for so long uh, and using so many of the pills, it ended up having negative effects on him, and like you told me, I guess now he, like, he's, he doesn't work properly anymore because what the pills were doing, and because I used to live with him and his girlfriend, Lily LeBeau, um, uh, uh, he, he, the pills ended up lowering his immune system and he would get sick really easy and when mm-hmm. he would get sick he would get pretty sick and he'd be in bed for like a couple days at a time and it, like it was really sad and I had no idea that the it would end up resulting the way that it did because I, yeah, I didn't understand quite in depth about what was all going on but I was definitely there and around for a lot of it and how like those pills do like definitely can have a negative effect on you if you use them too much is, is that something like when people are using hard drugs and after a while they're using so much yeah, that it, it wears it, it, away it, at your body because it's forcing your body to do something that it might not naturally do at, like the same way it does mm-hmm. and i don't know when viagra was uh, released like mid 90s i guess it, it was uh, viagra was found it was originally for people with heart problems 
and they were they were using on these men and um, they were getting negative results they're trying to figure, it has something to do with the heart problem and something interesting happened when you're testing on these guys they would come back asking for more of the pills and the people who are making the pills wonder like why do you need them more and finally a few of them started eventually tell them that it's really helping them with their relationship with their wives so <laughs> so Viagra you know Pfizer made billions of dollars but it was like an accidental discovery hmm. my point of telling you you know whenever this was like an early to mid 90s prior to that time pre Viagra PB <laughs> all the guys who were performing the business were guys who were able to get hard front of the camera without any sort of assistance you know mm -hmm. these are like old school guys you know guys like Rocco Cifredi and Nacho and you yeah. know TT Boy but I also heard back in those days there was like the cock injections oh Capra Jack yeah, oh yeah 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 that's what it's called do you want to explain what that is I'm, I'm actually not 100% sure but I heard like that was around before Viagra mm -hmm. and some people are still using it I think yeah I um I guess in like the old porn from the 80s and early, like in the 90s, you can, or not in the 80s, but definitely the 90s, um, that was like, that was around really before Viagra, right? Mm -hmm. So like you, I guess you can see in like the old porns that the guys used to use it because there's, there'd be these little dots at the ends of their cock because they would shoot up before a scene. So there was always that too. Yeah, I, I'm not a really 100% sure on that, but that also has even worse effects than I think the pills do. Sure. I mean, that, the Caprajack stuff literally make your dick hard like a rock. And, and the girl's not even there. I mean, um, one of my friends was joking about another guy in the scene, like, they're still waiting for the girl and the guys walk around naked with... Uh, yeah, but it, also, like, uh, that reminds me because of the way the industry has changed nowadays. Like, now it's so much more of a production yeah. and, like, the lighting is different. Uh, like, it's a different, like, standard and quality. Uh, everybody's using HD cameras. Things are getting, like, porn's getting printed on Blu-ray. Blu-ray is being, like, do it, getting done in uh, 3D. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um... I heard, um, I, uh, actually it was, uh, Bonnie Rotten, I heard her talking at a party, and she was talking about her boyfriend. By the way, boyfriend. uh, performer of the year, ABN Yeah, 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 Congratulations, Bobby. great girl. Mm -hmm. Um, she, I heard her talking about, um, like, having a conversation with Danny about her boyfriend, uh, was saying, because he used to be a performer, talking about how he doesn't understand how guys these days are able to, like, stay hard because like scenes take so much longer than they used to like before it was just you film the sex and that's it and like maybe you'll stop the camera once or twice like oh I want to get this position can you guys do this position mm -hmm. next but now it's like all right wait we're gonna do this we're gonna change this we got to make sure we're getting this angle so there's so much more stop and go nowadays to make it a good quality production which is what people a lot of people are really liking to see nowadays but that's also what has brought in like so uh, such a big use of the uh, like penis enhancement pills and uh, stamina pills is because like uh, porn like it, uh, porn is asking for a lot more from the actors now. Yeah. it's like it's up the ante and it's yeah it's a lot it's more like making a movie than making a porno now or making a porn movie instead of just like making a porno. I don't I don't I don't really like I don't like when they use those pills and like hyperjack and stuff like that. Because, because, um, 
I, I don't know, maybe maybe because I watch so much movies, I, I, I could tell, not always, but the whole point of seeing a really hot scene in the porn is the energy that you feel between the guy and the girl, mm-hmm. and his heart, because he's really into the girl, and uh, you can feel the energy, and you know, it's, it's, I guess it's a little bit more real. It's defeating the purpose of the whole thing, which, you know, if they're using it because they can't get hard, or maybe they're just not into the girl or whatnot, it just... I don't. I don't necessarily think because you have a better camera and HD scenes are better. Those are secondary things. The most important thing is: is there sexual chemistry between two people? Yeah, that's all. And, and he's really into it. He's hard because he's into that girl, you know. But that get kind of lost because there definitely is like a performance uh, quality mm-hmm. like uh, part to it. But then like the, you can't fake natural chemistry. You can like you can to a point. But like when it's real and it's natural, like it usually shows through on camera really well. But again, that's uh, like society, like that's uh, like there's a higher demand. There's more people making the movies, so like the good actors are being requested more, working more. So then, like sometimes they'll need like a little bit of a boost or a little bit of this or that. Just like people drink energy drinks, like you you don't get enough sleep the day before. You've been working a lot. You drink an energy drink. You take a pill to like uh like get you through the day a little bit more like drugs energy however it may be same with the sex pills there's higher mm-hmm. demand so if people need a little bit of assistance then a little bit turns into a little bit more and more so yeah a little bit of a snowball effect there but the demand and the industry it's all changing out it's definitely get, get like quite a bit different than it used to be but there's still like the good stuff out there can you can you usually tell when you're doing a scene with a guy like which one's using a Cheat, not, I don't want to say cheater, but using pills and which one is natural and they're really into you. Definitely not at first. When I first got into the business, just because it was so new for me, like I just, I kind of just thought all the guys were superheroes. I was just like, oh my God, you're all just amazing. This yeah. is fantastic. Like, this is why you're a professional. I get it. I get why you're on camera. But then through uh, like living with uh, Danny and Lacey, uh, they. <clears throat> Uh, like uh, and Danny's uh, telling me like ex- like explaining to me he's like yeah there's actually definitely a lot more guys on these pills than you would think and he mentioned a couple of names that I was like no way really like they do those pills and that because and I had worked with some of these guys and I I would have never been able to tell but then once I like I started learning more about it then I was able to like oh okay like this guy's probably has taken something or a pill when he did when you say pills is it- What's that side? Okay, there's Viagra, but there's what's the other Cialis. One? Is there a big difference between the two, you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it again? There's like there's a big uh, difference between the two. I think Cialis is a lot less intense like Viagra, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit nicer to use because Viagra, like, it just makes your cock hard and your cock is hard. And then, like, even after you come, your cock is still hard. But with Cialis... Like, you can go up and you can go down, mm-hmm. and, uh, like, you can fluctuate easier between the two. Like, you can get harder easier, yeah. but then you can also calm down. Like, you can also come down from it, and Viagra's a little bit more intense, and it, like, it's not really, like, a decision that you can make. Like, you're hard for a certain, like, it gives you a certain window that you're going to work within. So, you know, this is, let's, I'm, I'm guessing, but uh, Cialis probably tell you uh, it'll be good for the next five or six hours. I actually I heard from the guys at UCLS that uh, it kind of lasts like uh, like for most of the day like but you're not going to be like necessarily hard 
but you're gonna have like a little bit more pep in your stuff you're gonna be a little bit more horny and you're gonna be able to like when you do decide to get hard you're gonna be able to like be really so hard. guys have to time it right like if, if a guy knows with viagra it's more of a timing thing like uh, like guys will pop their viagra like mm-hmm. right before the shoot and the guys like uh, that takes Cialis, like they can take it, and like they're not too worried about like I we need to hurry up and like do this. Like I have a certain window to do this within. So Cialis, you probably take it maybe a little before if you're taking a girl for dinner or something. Yeah. yeah. So like you're like you got that little bit of extra energy sure. to like put forth in like the foreplay, and then when the actual play comes around. But here again, everybody's different, so every like it, it could work the opposite for some people because some people's bodies and systems work different. Mm-hmm. Okay, a um, couple more things with Danny. Um, I met him a couple times through you guys. He's he's a very nice guy, very thoughtful, and very smart guy. I, I, I wish him nothing but the best. And I like the fact that he was such an honest guy about it, transparency. There's mm-hmm. some guys uh, were doing stuff. Uh, that just up, bullshit about it. And yeah. Stuff, I don't do that. Like They were doing weird, not weird, but you know they were doing stuff like maybe even like a gay stuff and didn't tell the girls that they were doing it. Even though they test and they're negative and stuff. But uh, guys like Dan is always honest. And I like the fact that he's, he, you know, he did this video clip saying goodbye and then you know, this is the reason why I'm not doing it anymore. Because he was working a lot, like you know. Yeah, and, he just got to like the A-list, like, not, like yeah. group of guys. He's de- he's definitely a great performer. And he was also in that movie with uh, uh, Lindsay Lohan and uh, James <laughs> Dean. Oh, what was that? Canyon, called? right? Oh yeah, the canyons. And he was very good in it. So uh, <laughs> I loved seeing him. It made me so happy. <laughs> And to see uh, him and Lily in there together. Yeah. Because I was living with them at the time. And yeah, actually, you and I went out to eat with them uh, like the day after they had both shot for them. Yeah. Or for that movie. And uh, he was great. I saw the movie. You showed it to me. And, it, you know, I wish him nothing the best. And uh, the, the listeners, you know, if you, if, you, if you don't mind, just go to his Twitter and, like, wish him the best, you know. Because he's, like, he's so much more than just a porn star. He actually just came out with a book uh, last year. His for, uh, and it's not even the first book he's come out with. He's been published in a couple of other things. He's a very, very insightful, intelligent guy with a lot of like that with a lot to offer in a lot of different ways about a lot of different things do you know the name of the books oh man um well how do you spell danny wild let the people know is it w-y-l-d-e oh yeah yeah and then d-a-n-n-y yeah yeah w-y-l-d-e mm-hmm. danny wild and um yeah he's a great performer and then uh, you know um I, I was shocked brandon iron told me about it you know he he, he's, he was just uh Concern, you know. Yeah, it doesn't really mm-hmm. seem like anybody that talks about him has anything bad to say about no. him. <clears throat> so that was the first person, good luck, Danny. And the second person, this person, I didn't know. I uh, worked for. I used to work for Evil Angel. I used to do DVDs for Jake Malone. Um, I like his movies very much, and it was one of his former performer, T.J. Cummings, and uh, male talent. And would you like to tell him people what happened? Um. I definitely, uh, I'll start off by saying I really love TJ. He's definitely a very unique, interesting uh, individual, and I'm very happy that I've like got to experience somebody that uh, was like him. But he's a pretty built guy, too. He looked like a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah. like He's kind of like like a, a, like a Greek Adonis or something. Like, uh, is he a tall like, guy? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, uh, which is funny because like a lot of... Porn guys are short. Yeah, I was, was so shocked how many, like, guys are like my height and I'm only 5'4 
but yeah, he's a he's a taller guy. He's really like great looking. He's a little bit extreme, and uh, like some people can't handle that. But for the people that can, they definitely appreciate it because he's very genuine about his uh, like how extreme he is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he ended up. Um, I didn't uh, know until a fan contacted me saying uh, asking me if I had HIV, and I was like, what? And then another fan, uh, like later on that week, sent me another thing like, do you have HIV? Because uh, you've done a scene with TJ Cummings. And I was like, huh? I wasn't sure about that. So I, I ended up hitting him up on Skype because I'd been away from the US for a while. So we hadn't talked uh, in uh, quite, a, like, quite a while. But I hit him up and I asked him, I was like, is it true what they're saying? And he was like, yeah, it's true. And I like I asked him how he's doing with it, and he said he went through a little hard time at first because that is definitely like it's something that there's no cure for, and he said he went through like a bit of a depression. But I don't blame him. Uh, it, it it really is like one of the risks that go with being in our industry and also being the kind of people we are. Like the, uh, HIV definitely isn't like a prominent risk there. It's something that we definitely that's why the but industry he, tests once a month. But he is the. The fourth and the last one from 2013, right? Yeah. Because Cameron Bay is a performer. Her boyfriend has it, and T.J. Cummings. And I think there's a fourth person. I don't remember. It's another girl. And um, first of all, it's very sad that this this happened. Mm -hmm. um, but. I don't want to um, mislead people because I have to be honest, completely honest here. When you hear HIV incident, it, it's usually they did something weird outside of norm of porno. Well, that, that, that's also a thing too. Is uh, people that get into porn are generally really sexually active and sexually mm -hmm. open in their personal lives, and that's how they were able to get into porn in the first place. Is because they had a really big sexual appetite and a very open sexual mind before they got into the business. Like, you don't just, like, go from being a church-going girl or boy to, like, hmm, suddenly I'm going to I'm gonna be on naked on film. Like, no, like, it's because you, like, you, uh, you live a certain kind of lifestyle and sure. you are a certain kind of way before you get into the industry. And you definitely have a life outside of the industry. And just like when you're on camera... There's risks, granted HIV isn't a big one for when you're on film, but there's HPV, um, all different... You want to explain what that is? <laughs> oh, there's, a, there, there's definitely a few of them. Uh, HPV is... But it sounds like most people have it. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's a few... If you be honest about it. Yeah, yeah, there's... Uh, uh, I just watched this, uh, it's a really, really great video. It's like an intro video uh, for people that want to get into porn. It's called Porn 101. It's a, uh, a, a new, like, little 15-minute video that just came out, and it's very, 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 very informative. And I, I recommend a lot of people that are interested in getting into the business or just want to know a little bit more about it. Sure. Like, definitely go look into the Porn 101 video. A lot of people have it up on their... Um, Twitters and other social networking sites right now. I just posted it on my Tumblr proxy page at Tumblr and um, It talks about uh, like protecting yourself uh, Like the do's and don'ts how they how the business works It's a very honest video and it also talks about the risk factors that are in there uh, HPV is like there's a there's multiple different kinds of uh, like herpes mm -hmm. and some people are just born with them and cold sores are a type of herpes 
So, uh, like, and you can get those, like, when you're a kid in school, in middle school, in early high school. And you have it for the rest of your life. And, and it's not, it's not. Someone in, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's contractible, and you do have that virus that lives in there, but it's not necessarily dangerous. No, and it's not always because of a sexual nature either, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly, like, it can be, mm-hmm. like, it can be passed through just kissing, and there's many people, like, that have nothing to do with porn that, like, if someone's kissing someone with a cold sore, and then all of a sudden they get a cold sore the next week, yes, you've cr- contracted that virus. Sure. It is, or like, even sharing a cup or cigarettes, anything like that, so it doesn't have to be any kind of sexual contact that you can get that through. But, yeah, there, there, there's something like 20-some-odds, like 20-30-some-odd different strains of that. And some of them are strictly oral. Some of them are strictly um, genital uh, strains of the virus. And some of them are contractible. Some of them are not. But there are so many different kinds of uh, the virus. So it is, and like, there is a very large amount of people in the industry that do have it. And like, you could have it and not even know it. So, but it's it's definitely it's not life threatening, and when you do have no. it, just properly take care of it, and like be again hygienic. Hi, being hygienic and healthy, and taking care of your body are really, really, really big factors because stress can make uh, these things flare up, come out like that. Like even if you know that you have them, like stress can be a big factor for that too. But yeah, diet and cleanliness are a really big thing on like maintaining them properly and taking care of them the right way. We're gonna go back to teaching cunning in a second, but I know this guy was a little before your time, but do you remember a guy named Darren James? Mm, sounds familiar, but I'm not sure. He was a black performer. He quit the business. Titi Boy got him back in business again. And he went to Brazil. And, was a big one, yeah. and then he came back with HIV. Now, one of the things that he claimed was he got bit by a spider. His immune system was weak. And he did a scene with a girl and supposedly got it. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, how it happened. But yeah, every if time. You're healthy, you can get lucky and not get it if you do come into contact with it. So that's why, yeah, taking care of yourself is very, very important. So I don't know how much that is uh, uh, factual, but. I just think whenever you start saying a person went to Brazil and they maybe have a different standards what's considered as a safe sex over there, mm-hmm. but you know, my former boss, John Stalliano, got HIV down in Brazil. So, you know, they have a it's just that whenever when you when somebody have HIV in the business, I ask questions like, was this person if it's a man, I ask was this person bisexual or did he do bisexual movie or gay movie on the side? Yeah. And, and, and if the answer is yes, then you know, you could start doing detective work like where, like Cameron Bay, uh, you know, her boyfriend has HIV too now, but I don't believe that she's the one who gives to him. I just I have a hard time believing. It's very difficult for a woman to give it to a man. Mm-hmm. And her boyfriend did gay stuff. So uh, I'm not saying they deserve it. I'm just saying that when you're doing bisexual gay stuff, you're putting a mo- little bit more, well, higher risk for sure. Yeah, because there's definitely, uh, like, there's stretching and tearing. Mm-hmm. Of, like, that's, uh, it's a lot more, uh, it happens a lot easier in those kind of things because uh, your ass uh like can easily get torn like a like a vagina is a lot more resilient than the inside of an ass sure so just like little things like there can be like little tears there like there's been like 
many a times I've done like big anal stretching scenes and I've not de- I've definitely not gotten hurt I'll never like, yeah. uh, push my limits to the point of like un- being uncomfortable or getting hurt and putting my health at risk but like sometimes like if you're just really really into it like there could be like a little bit of blood and tears are very very easy to get yeah. in the ass so you definitely do have to be really really careful like the odds of like if a guy was to come in a girl's vagina and like have the virus like the odds of her are a lot less slim of getting it as where if he was to come in her ass it's a 50 50 chance that she's going to contract the virus because when you fucking there's so many more blood vessels in your right ass. And, and 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 it's easy to uh, uh, uh skin lacerate skin laceration mm-hmm. so there's cut and if the guy have a hiv virus and, and and maybe he's a cut cut on his dick or something it's easier to pass his virus through mm-hmm. you know anus that's why it's it's you know 80 especially like that san francisco gay area there was high percentages of gay men with aids mm-hmm. hiv so that's why you know anal sex can be dangerous i mean you never hear like two lesbians who are having sex and uh hiv outbreak and <laughs> I, I've, never, I've, never, I've, I've never heard that before so um um going back to tj cummings so you know what happened to a guy i mean i know danny said something about kings.com were very supportive and i think he was working for like maybe a gay porn company like i think something to do with post-production maybe even yeah behind the scenes yeah so he's doing that and uh he's very good at sort of thing but a guy like tj cummings um was he known to do like gay stuff did people know did the girls know did you know um okay i know i definitely know him on a personal level and we were pretty close but they're like when you get seen with him did you know that he was doing that stuff no 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 because i had I, I had never actually met him before we did our scene together for oh, Game I Alone. See. Mm-hmm. so that was my first time getting introduced to him and i had no idea that like i wouldn't have guessed from like working with him that he like would uh, that, that he was into guys at all but then he told me, like, I, I definitely knew he did uh, gay webcamming. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, a lot of things happen behind closed doors. And, uh, like, it is, like... And, like, he's not the only one that's guilty of it. Everybody is guilty of it. Like, I know plenty of performer girls that, like, that aren't safe outside of the business. But, like, for the most part, everybody does... And when you say not safe, like, you'll fuck other guys outside of the business with no condoms and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but, like, like everybody has... Like, there's some people that are guilty of it and some people that aren't. And it, like, it is definitely a very, very, very gray area for, mm-hmm. like, what people do in their personal lives outside of it. Because some of, like, the best performers are... Like, they're crazy on film, and that's why people love them, but they're also crazy in real life, too. And, like, it, it all is just kind of like a crapshoot, like, if you're lucky or not, because you never know, like, where the risk is going to be. It could be in, like, the least expecting person that you would imagine it to be coming from. And I, I think, then uh, we talk about this, that there is stigma when the, when the girl's doing transsexual movies. Mm-hmm. And some guys or some girls don't want to work with that person. Oh yeah, I've definitely had people um, reject working with me because mm-hmm. I, I I do bisexual stuff and well I work with bisexual guys rather, and I also I really really yeah yeah you're working with, with a girl it's never a problem yeah but girl bisexuality is one thing but yeah working with bisexual guys is different mm-hmm. but um, yeah I also definitely uh, I really love working with TS uh, girls transsexuals. And I, they're, they're one of my dirtiest, like, like real fantasies. I love them so much. It's a really big personal fetish for me. But can you... 
Can you explain to them like like why? Okay, for quickly answer me the bisexual stuff. Why do you like those? Um, really, I like because <clears throat> a lot of the bisexual guys are very very sexual and they're very very open. Like with straight guys, it's just <clears throat> it's just the same old thing. They're all they're all the same. Like it's sex and that's that. But bisexual guys are a little bit more open sexually and they're a little bit more comfortable in their bodies sometimes. Like, not to say that straight guys aren't, but, like... You could do stuff to them that most heterosexual guys won't Yeah, you. like, it's it's more kind of anything goes. There's less limits, less boundaries. Like, strap to worry on. About. Yeah, like, you can get, like... And if I decide to lick their ass, they're more open to the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, if things even decide to go a little bit further in the mm-hmm. ass area, so... Yeah, yeah, it's more anything goes. And I'm more... I, I, I prefer things like that. I, I think that's why I think Rocco Sofredi, the guy we always talk about, great Italian pornographer, it's he's really comfortable with himself. He is hundred. Yeah, that's so sexy. He's hundred percent heterosexual, and you know that thing that he does, like um, he'll be on the couch or bed or something in the corner. He'll spread his leg like like a spread eagle. Yeah, he'll like put his knees up by his ears, just like the girls do. <laughs> and then jerk it up, and have the girls lick their asshole. Uh, and, and, and and I think a lot of guys are um, embarrassed by that, but he's so comfortable. No one will ever <laughs> ever question Rocco's sexuality because he's hundred percent Italian style. But yeah. I, I think it's funny and. and there are a lot of nerve endings in your asshole, so it must, it feels yeah, guys really, have yeah. multiple G-spots in their ass, and they wouldn't know that until, like, they, like, a lot of them, like, a lot of them don't even want to believe that they do, but once you, like, break that boundary, yeah. like, I've just recently, with a guy that I've been seeing, like, got him open to the idea of it, and, like, at first it was just when I was giving him a blowjob, he's laying on his back, and I start, like, licking lower than his balls, and then he was like, oh... Oh, that that is nice. Because at first he he like you said he got really tense when my tongue yeah. got like a little bit lower, and I was like, shh, just relax, it's okay, yeah. I got this, I know what I'm doing. Like, yeah, this is not unfamiliar territory for me. And then next thing I know, he's the one like turning around and he's up on his knees, bent over. So yeah, yeah once you open your mind to it, like you'll realize it is quite, it's a whole another wonderland to explore. I. I never understand how um, guys would hate to go down on a girl. I mean, the pussy and like staying away. I mean, of course, if there's shit coming out of an asshole, you don't do it. But most girls are very self-conscious and very clean. Yeah. In fact, because it's an asshole, I think girls are even more self-conscious about it. So they go out of there so to keep, keep it, it extra clean. clean. Yeah, because yeah. you know what comes out of there, so you like you pay a little bit more attention to it. And I, I think it's similar to airlines that just crashed. <laughs> I'll try to get on air, that airlines right away because what's the chance of them crashing right away? Something bad happens, so they're more extra. Uh, uh, they're extra cautious. They're extra extra cautious. So and um, I don't know what it is. Just when the girl's bending over and, and they got small butthole and the pussy, it's just to me, it's, it's such a beautiful sight. Uh huh. And it's always much tighter when you you're bent over on your knees. And yeah. <laughs> So it's it's um, you know uh, obviously I was talking to one of my friends like um, she she has a podcast she's got Rosie Tran she's gonna contact you and she was trying to help me <laughs> try to advertise her to this this marketing people and uh, as soon as she mentioned my podcast they said oh no 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 he he he's too explosive whatever <laughs> and I don't I don't care I, I like having an honest conversation at one moment I'm talking to human rights lawyer to 
former veteran to a girl who are in the porn business, you know. But we're adults, like yeah, it's like we're adults, and like if we what I say you offend you. Watch the limits on things. Yeah, just don't then stop listening to it. Um. So uh, the bisexual stuff, I could kind of understand because when I used to work for Evil Angel and the Joyce Severa Strap Attack series, you know, and. I could usually tell the guy is very liberal or bisexual, you know, because they feel so comfortable getting fucked in the ass by strap out. I I don't think I'm that liberal when it comes, but getting asshole like I don't I don't know why unless you didn't clean your asshole, it's such a like pleasurable thing and it's mm-hmm. so strange like you you don't like it. Um, you have to be fair. You have to go. There's like there's different stimulation points all mm-hmm. over your body. You just gotta find them, explore. So, um, transsexuals, um, or females, and... I've worked with so many amazing, amazing, amazing girls, TS girls. <laughs> so, what, why do you think, uh, so, uh, obvi- for people who are, don't follow porn or follow adult business, I think people are... pretend like they don't. <laughs> they're, they're afraid to work with a girl who works with transsexual because HIV virus or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's definitely, like, the risk factor involved. But luckily, I've, uh, I'm very connected. Uh, like, I'm pretty connected in that community. And I know who's safe and who isn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I usually end up working with my friends that are TS performers. And, like... They, just like any other performer, are aware of the fact that they work with other people and they need to be safe in their personal lives and uh, they, they take the extra precautions, just like any performer would, to be safe and be careful about these things because they don't want to be part of the problem. They want to no. be part of the solution. They want to be, like, they want to have, like, a good effect on the business because generally if you're in this business and you're in it because you like it and you respect it. And... Um so I, I think certain people don't want to work with you because they're scared and uh, like I'm good friend with Chris. Which is understandable. Yeah. I don't hold that yeah, against yeah. them at all. Um, like my friend Christina Rose, you know, 2013, there's four outbreaks of HIV and uh, you know, of course that should scare anyone. So she only does occasionally, but more now she only does girl-girl stuff, which is very safe, mm-hmm. very safe. Um, so who, who, who's some of your favorite um, transsexual stars you work with? Do they prefer transsexual or females? My impression that they prefer females, but... Mm, I think trans... I think, uh, yeah, tranny, they don't really care for that term too much, but... I think that's a derogatory term. Yeah, you know? I always say TS, and oh, they, TS? they usually uh, aren't upset by that, but like, it's, it's just because like, tranny is kind of more of a derogatory-sounding term. I don't know why any of the shemales name have a name called T.S. Eliot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a funny one. Um... No, some of the really great girls that I've worked with um, are Mandy Mitchell, and she is a very good close friend of mine. And she's just uh, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. Like you would look at her and not know mm-hmm. the difference. She's so 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 feminine, and um, she is like I think of her as a female, really. Like I don't think of her otherwise. But then another performer that I absolutely love, 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 love to work with is um, uh, Juliet Stray. She's fantastic. Like. Any, like, any, like, oh, like, she is a true, like, cock like, dirty slut. Like, she is one of, like, the sluttiest, mm-hmm. horniest girls I have ever, ever, ever met. Like, 
girls that get turned on by like sex and that are like that are comfortable with the term being called sluts and stuff yeah. like that like that know her actually like look up to her like real girls look up to her because she's just like she has such like an admirable sexual ambition and she's just so like oh sexy and genuine about it she she's like absolutely fantastic you never worked with vanity no i i have not worked with vanity i've worked with uh tiffany star before and a couple others but those like the main ones that i've worked with the most are mandy and juliet I I uh, I know you haven't worked with Joy Severa, but Joy Severa, the great male performer from seventies and eighties and uh, you know early to mid nineties, a great director for Evo Angel. He Wait, does. He was a performer. Joy Severa. Yeah. Oh my God. <gasps> I didn't realize that. He was a huge. He, he and John Leslie were roommates in San Francisco, and Joe used to do live section in New York City. Joe's been in the business for a long time, but he was a performer for a long time, and he's a hell of a good actor. Um, and All the, the good directors used to be freaking performers, man. But awesome. Joe is one of my dear friends and somebody I love, and uh, he's always been honest. And um, um, he always played like a goofy role. He has like a little curly hair with a mustache. <laughs> and and uh, no, Joe, Joey and John Leslie were like a big part of performance in a feature film in 70s, 80s in porn. And uh, oh my God. What is her name? Oh boy, I feel ashamed. This girl in the early to mid eighties was one of the biggest star in the adult business. She had this beautiful natural look to her, and I think Joy was um, dating her. Something, <coughs> something really weird happened where she ended up killing herself. Aww. I think she shot herself. But um, you know, he he's got a lot of interesting stories, and uh, he's he's. He's great at it, you know. Um, but the reason why I mentioned Joy because around '96 and '97, Joy brought a new innovation in adult business, which he, which was here was he here was this mainstream porn director made the first rogue adventure, the first uh, transit. So he Joy is someone who brought female movies to mainstream porn world. But at the time, it was a huge, huge, like, con controversial thing, yeah, you know? This is around the same time when... It's my, still a big controversy thing. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's still people are kind of touchy, but this was a huge deal in, like, the 90s, you yeah. know? It was around a little bit before or a little bit after my former boss, Justin, you know, uh, told everyone he was HIV positive, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was, like, a strange time. But George, the one who brought female movies to mainstream porno world, and he, in my opinion, does the best female movies, uh, Rogue Adventures, and all those stuff. You know, stuff that I used to do DVDs for. So. Mm -hmm. um, um, oh, I want to mention one other TS too. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine Jules. She was one. She was actually the first one that I got to work with because um, Tom Moore, who uh, shoots for Devil's Films, uh, I ended up doing like um, an uh, an interracial scene with him. And I was at his house, and I noticed on the mantelpiece that he had an award, uh, an award for transsexual uh, mm -hmm. babysitters. And I was like, and back when I worked at the porn shop, that was one of my favorite series to watch because sure. like it was always really top quality TS girls in there. And I, I got so excited. I was like, why is this here? Why is this award here? He was like, oh, yeah, that's my movie. I was like, you shoot TSs? And I was fresh in the industry at that time. And I was like, please, 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 will you shoot me in a TS movie? And I was talking to him about how 
there's not nearly enough like TS work with with girls. All the TS work is like they're usually working with guys. And then he told me he's like, yeah, actually, like a lot of them aren't really fans of girls, so it's hard to find them. And I was like, if well, if you run into one that's willing to work with a girl, I would mm-hmm. love, love, love to do that. And he ended up contacting me a month or two later, and he was like, yeah, I found one, and it was Jasmine Jewel, so I did my first TS scene with her. And she like it was such a great experience because she like she's so she's so powerful and um, like is there a big difference? Of, I mean, I mean, obviously physical difference, but is is it is it so much more different from a regular guys? Well, okay, some of them that I've worked with, like it's kind of like working with a girl that has a cock. Like they're like they're very submissive in the like the same way girls are, mm-hmm. and like they're just as horny as you. Like they, like they like they love the pleasure. They love they love to give pleasure. They love to receive pleasure, and like they are very feminine, and it's very similar to working with a girl. But then some of them, like Jasmine Jewels, like. She's definitely like very feminine in her own ways, but then like she also is still like assertive, like a man. Yeah. And like just like the way she was like was handling me, like was it was so sexual and it was such a turn on because like she knew how to fuck me like a man, and but also tr- like tr- uh, treat me like a woman would at the same time. It was like it was a very very great mix of like the two sexualities. So the, like uh, the, you get a little bit of both from some of them. It just depends on uh, the performer. And it's just really weird when you go places like Italy and India where uh, transgender groups of people are not, they're not seen as a bad thing, but they're respected, you know? It's yeah, almost like, because yeah. I didn't really, I don't know if I believe it back then, but I'm, I'm beginning to be- really believe like these are people who are women born in man's body. Yeah, 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 that's like that's how they feel, and it's like it's a constant battle. And like, if you feel like you're supposed to be a female, like, and you're b- wearing boys' clothes, like it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel right. Just like th- th- there's so many other <clears throat> things in life where, like, you know something doesn't feel right, and like you don't like you don't want to keep doing that something that doesn't feel right. So like you follow your heart and you do like what your heart feels like is right, what your spirit feels like is right. And then, like, if you, then they put on women's clothes, and they feel more like themselves. They feel happier in those. So, it, it, it is quite, like, it is a really strange thing. I, I, I think <laughs> um, you're born with it. I remember reading my friend's book, Ogi Oga's book, uh, Billion Wicked Thoughts. There was a really sad story in there one time. This, this boy, um... But as a baby boy, um, I guess they were trying to give circumcision and the, the surgery go bad. So they ended up cutting the penis off. So they cut open and, and transformed it into vagina. And doctor thought, well, just don't tell that person he was born as a boy. I think I heard about this. And, 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 yeah. and raise her as a her, as yeah. a girl. So, so it was one of those weird social experiments where is a person, boy or girl, because the environment and how society treat them. Well, this person was really confused throughout his, her life because it's a boy and he was, he was never into girls' outfit, even though everybody treated her like a girl. Well, um, then f- later on, when he was older, he found out it's not really she, it's like he. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it caused all kinds of problems 
and uh, I think uh, he ended up killing himself. Oh, you know, it's like that kind of inner inwards battle when you don't know what the difference is. Like, cause see, that's a perfect example. Like, you know how you feel on the inside. Yeah. And granted, like he was born one way, but then he was transformed without his knowledge at a very early on yeah. into something else. But then you grow up knowing what you feel like on the inside. For sure. And that's definitely an issue that a lot of the like the TS girls have, and I, like it's kind of sad that it's like looked down upon so much because that that boy you know the family put like a feminine clothes and pink outfit and he didn't want to wear that mm -hmm. he wasn't interested in playing dolls he wanted to play with trucks and army pieces you know so i think he was really confused for a long time but mm -hmm. yeah it's it just one of those sad story where um you you have to be who you are and and and, and uh, you can't just pretend like something that you're not and um Actually, I was in um, high school with this uh, hermaphrodite, and how did you know? Oh, uh, it was definitely a known topic in school. Like she definitely stood out because it it, it took until uh, she was older, like because she didn't. I guess she didn't know the difference really at first, like yeah. until like anatomy class came around, and then it was like, hey, now all of a sudden I have all these questions because she had. Um, like I, I'm not exactly sure what the mixture of, but she definitely had a mixture of male genitalia and female genitalia, sure. and uh, she was brought up as a boy because she does have a, like a penis and, and vagina. Yeah, but then once she got um, once her teen, like she got to be an older teen, and like as you know, like uh, when you're a teenager, you start going through changes and you start rediscovering yourself in mm. different ways. And there's all these different like hormones going through you, and uh, I like I had many conversations with her about it, and uh, it was like around then when you're like you're, like rediscovering who you are and like newly like discovering yourself in new ways that she she felt like and she was a bit like in her rebellious phase as well. She ended up like wanting to convert to a female because she did have both, and she was getting raised as one, and she was confused as that one. So she's like, all right, I'm gonna change over to the other when one. When was the last time you saw this person? Oh, back in ninth grade, so it's been many, many years, and mm. I wouldn't even know like how to get in touch with her anymore. But she like she she felt wrong in one way, so she flipped to the other way to see if it felt right. So yeah. she she did that, but she uh, told me that she went to um, hermaphrodite uh, like uh, support meetings, and she had ended up meeting a couple of other ones, and that's actually like a really big thing that happens amongst hermaphrodites is if they're raised one way. Once they get into their adolescence uh, ages, like once mm. the like uh, puberty starts hitting, they start getting confused and they start like uh, uh, having a lot of like feeling a different way. They usually end up flipping uh, the way that they were brought up. They usually sure. end up changing sexes, like in their teenage years. Sometimes they change back, but it just depends on where the lifestyle goes from there. But they usually end up going opposite of how they were. You you know I'm. Um I'm, um, I, yeah, I guess I am twenty. Yeah, I am twenty years older than you. So you, 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 you're young enough that you, you probably still see a lot of younger people than yourself. Uh, my feeling is, you guys tend to be more open-minded than my generation is. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, things were a lot more like repressed back then. Yeah, and um, do you, do you think do you think people are treating people better with their difference? Because. Um, Oh yeah, cause like there's more and more things like uh, like the girl like okay I I can only imagine what it's like for like my grandparents or well okay not necessarily mine because they're pretty liberal mm -hmm. grandparents but for like some people's grandparents that like 
grow up in like the swinging 50s and stuff like that and the girls are in like nice skirts and everybody dresses nice and respectfully and there's all these like like there there was like the like men were very chivalrous women were very polite sure. men were men women were women and nowadays like there's tomboys there's girl boys there's girls on tv like in like little booty shorts like like it's all about sex 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 on yeah. tv the like the media influence and everything like that like i wonder what it's like for the older people that like grew up in one way and just like how shocking it can be to like it's have just things really shocking like that. and like when you watch tv shows back in like uh, i love lucy's and things like that and different shows from 40s and 50s and 60s when you watch them a lot of stuff is implied like when you see <laughs> bedrooms there's always two beds even though they're married yeah they sleep yeah. on it um if if there's a scene where the couple's going to the room and they close the door and next thing you see like fireworks that's you know there's a lot yeah, of explosion yeah, yeah. or when they when the couples are leaving uh, going to the bedroom and they take their cat and, and kick, kick the cat out of the room <laughs> there's all this like colder way of implying their sex whatever but innocently done, yeah. yeah and you know i like star trek and uh, i'm kind of spacing out right now but when captain kirk um i forgot what, why, why am i forgetting her name all of a sudden but when he when he kissed that black gal that was like the first time in TV where like it, it was just a kiss, but it was such a big deal, you know. Yeah, you know, it was the first interracial kiss, right? In case, yeah, and um, I'm 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 just hoping that the people are more. Um, uh, a horror, a lieutenant. Well, that, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, which it sounds really funny when you say it like that. <laughs> I just realized that when you said it. That is a good one. And. <laughs> I always get this title wrong. Freaks and Geeks or Geeks and Freaks. Uh, late 90s. One of the amazing episodes was Seth Rogen's character was dating a girl who was hep, uh, uh, hermaphrodite. And for those of you who don't know what that is, herma part was God Hermes. Second part's name after Aphrodite, the go uh, Greek goddess of goddess. So it's basically have a male god and female goddess. So hermaphrodite is basically a person who has both uh, uh, genitalia, penis, and vagina, and it's one of those genetically odd thing that happen. You know, not all the time, but ha it does happen. You know. Yeah. The, uh, was it you that was telling me about the the Greek? Yeah, that Greek god that was changed from a man into a female, and then ended up being turned back again. But within that time, ended up gaining all that knowledge and was Tiresias. Yeah. yeah. That one, yeah. He he did something to upset the gods. So he was a man. So God punished him. Turning him to a woman for seven years, and uh, for some reason they brought him back as a man again. But basically, even the gods had respect for Tiresias. And I apologize to any Greek listeners because I'm sure we're <laughs> pronouncing it all wrong. But he was wise, even even more wise than gods, because he had the knowledge of both men and women. Mm -hmm. You know, because when you look at Greek mythology, even Zeus and. Uh, um, Hera, his wife, they're always fighting like a couple. Mm -hmm. These are supposed to be gods and goddess wise, right? But, like, but they should be on that, but no. No, but even the even gods, because of the gender difference, there's problems, you know. Mm -hmm. But and um, because I don't think I would have met females or transgender people without porn. But when you met them, when you don't know anything about them as a man, it looks really weird and like scary. Mm -hmm. But once you meet them, talk to them, they're very sweet groups of people, and there's no need for um, 
hatred. If you don't like them, just don't talk and hang out with them. You know? Yeah, just like if you're hearing like explicit things on the radio, just, just don't fucking listen. Just turn it off. Yeah. Like, like, there's no need to like get upset about it because then you're just giving your energy towards that entity anyway. Um, I guess we um, um, we could end this, take a break, and do a second episode. And because I didn't even touch, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we got to talk this. I think a lot of people are curious about sort of things, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I will end by saying it's important to be open and honest and like touch on the subjects that we've touched on because it's something that like. So many of the things that we did talk about today, so many like a lot of people are, are really shy about talking about them, and yeah. like like sexuality, like like if you are sexually active, it is something that you should be comfortable and open with and have knowledge about. And communication is definitely key in relationships and in sexuality. So it's something people should be more open to. And I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm not being sarcastic. I'm really really serious when I say <laughs> this. I um. um when when a, g- a guy meets a girl and she you know sleep she slaps around and a guy want to have sex with her and she doesn't tendency for the guy get angry and call her slut and whores and I'm I'm a big free speech person but I never liking using those words about mm-hmm. women at all I just like it's just like that's not. Well, any word and being used in a derogatory tone or, or being malicious, way, yeah, yeah, like because like because I love being called a slut and a whore, like in bed or on camera. I it's, love it's that. A, it's, a, it's, it's, a, a, it's the intention behind it, really. Yeah, and and um, um, I know when, when I when I hear, I know when somebody being malicious with it. I, I hate those words. I would never tell people not to use those words. Personally, I don't use those. I use racist words. For sure, I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with that. But those with women, I uh, it's a little bit more. Yeah, I just yeah. even when I work for Evil Angel, because women are still women. We're yeah, little dainty creatures. <laughs> I mean, you know, when there's a movie like uh, Jake Malone used to have title called Crimes of Cunt and uh, <laughs> Slutty and Sluttier. You know, like uh, Slutty and Sluttier is Manuel Ferrara, but he also did have Bitchcraft. Yeah. Yeah, and Manuel doesn't mean anything by it's just a title. But I don't, I just, I just don't like it when when they're being malicious about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because I think it's, and it doesn't have the same effect if like a girl is to call a guy like a prick or a dickhead or something no. like that it's just not the same effect I mean I could call what um, premature ejaculator <laughs> that doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely I mean <laughs> minorities could call a white person like honky this and that all sorts of bad word for a white person but when white person turn back and, and call me a chinks or japs or nips or <laughs> Mexicans a stack to whip whip back and uh, uh, people from uh, Pakistan like uh, Paki and stuff or call black person nigger, the nigger one is like it doesn't matter if we're, what we are calling people names, those word for minority sons have a heavier weight than calling somebody honky because honky doesn't seem that mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when the girls are calling like. Hey, come on, faggot! Is that what you got? Whatever. I don't mind. You know, it, it, it it's it's the po- people with power. You know what I mean? Like yeah. men have more power. So, uh, black performer named Monique, she used to call guys like, "That's what you got, faggot." Whatever. Like it's a kind of turn on for me. You know, but when a guy do it, it just depends on who's the girl, how they're saying it. You know. Yeah, and, like if Manuel is saying it or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he doesn't have a reputation yeah. being a mean guy, but there are. 
I'm not going to say names, but there's some male performance you could definitely tell they hate women for sure, mm-hmm. and they're trying to fucking hurt you. And like you know? they're angry about saying it. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like again, malicious. Malicious. Like, yeah. There's other intent behind it, and like sure. it, it really is. Yeah, it's all in the intent behind it because like you did, like that energy radiates through it, just like natural chemistry on the cam, like uh, uh, between people that radiates through the show. If a guy's calling a girl a slut and like that's how he feels about the girl, that's the way it's gonna sound coming out of his mouth. As to where others that say like, mm-hmm. oh come on you dirty slut, like it's like it's just like they're encouraging the girl to be sexual. So yeah, it's what's behind it. It shows through it even if you don't want it to. But I I uh, I, I always tell my friends and anyone who's interested enough to give my two cents, which doesn't mean anything about mm-hmm. porn, but I do think these women who does porn they're really, really um, changing. Um, I think in the long run, they're helping women because uh-huh. I think um, women have rights too. You know, they they have sexual needs too, and uh, um, I think sometimes women when are regular girls are afraid to ask because they don't want to be seen like crazy or slutty and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. and it, it's unfortunate that you we have to break through that. Don't ca- don't care about what people think of you. All that matters is what you think. <laughs> and if you have respect for yourself, it doesn't matter like what other people think. Like as long as you're happy and like comfortable with the, the decisions you're making, that's all that counts. Yeah, and then uh, I I think um, it's sad that, that we have to ask porn to do that for you because I think at least there's some. At least it's getting done though. Yeah, it's getting done. I I, I just think. See, the reality of the porn, you make a lot of money in North America, it's because people wanna, don't want to talk about it. And if you don't talk about sex, somebody else is going to take the place to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And sex is taking that place. But um, And it's a natural human function. Like, it's mm-hmm. something that we all have the desire to feel and do and participate in. So it shouldn't be as taboo as it is. So, you know, basically, porn is taking that place. And, um, you know, if, if, if people in North America is more honest about it, then it will be bad for porno if people are honest they don't have to go to porn but um, um, I think uh, that's it and uh, oh I do have a recommendation Masters of Sex that's another TV show that you should watch uh, it have to be one of the best TV shows from 2013 it's a story of a master at Johnson there were two sex researchers in Ohio in the 50s and uh, fantastic acting and performance and um, the one of the character, uh, uh, um, Lizzie Kaplan from Party of Five, she is fantastic in that show. She is this very modern woman in the 50s, someone who is single parent, who um, uh, who ended up working in the sex studies. But she's this very independent, money-thinking woman who has a sexual needs, not afraid to ask for it. And uh, she was very, very ahead of her time, progressive. and. That show was fantastic. I mean, it was incredible. Um, I applaud Showtime for making that show, Masters of Sex. So, watch that show. Uh, follow Proxy Page. What's your um, all your contact information? Uh, start with Tumblr. Uh, you can find my Tumblr. It's proxypage/tumblr.com, and then on Twitter, my Twitter handle is uh, Infiltrate Proxy. Mm-hmm. And then also I have my project and you can definitely find me there and I, I respond to all the messages and you can support it as well. And it's at offbeater.com and it's called the project is called Proxy Infiltrates Europe. Offbeater.com, which is once again the Kickstarter program similar uh, the to the adult that, version of adult the version of it. 
and uh, go and help Proxy because uh, she needs your support. And, and uh, I, I care about her and I want her to live in um, Europe because... Follow my dreams. <laughs> I still have to say, if you're in adult business and if you want to look for post-adult business, there's no, nowhere in the world better than Europe. I, I think you could do porn in the States as long as you stay in places like uh, bigger cities where people are... Miami, Los Angeles. They're still open-minded. Um, they are counterintuitive. I, I remember a couple of girls in business, they did porn. When, once they got out, they moved to Utah, but they changed the color of their hair and, and you know, uh, it's almost like Bin Laden hiding that place <laughs> in Pakistan, yeah, you know, like, yeah. uh, they didn't expect a porno person to live in a, such a religious state, but, um, you know, um, I think this is a good place for you and um, you're going to change more worldly person because you live in Europe. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of plans to, uh, and a lot of things that I want to do out here, so I'm definitely going to get started on those. All right, well, let's take a quick break and uh, do another episode. But everyone, thanks for listening. Um, if you can, uh, get my iPhone app for Yoshiden, and uh, I'm running out of money. I don't, I don't... Support him, support him. Donate to the site. If you want to donate, it's yoshiden.com, and you could click on donate. And uh, I don't doing lots of great things for lots of great people, so you definitely deserve the support. <laughs> and uh, you know, just um, uh, leave a comment or email me at dumbyoshi at gmail.com. And um, if you have a question for her, I'm going to try to figure out a way to Skype you and record it. So um, I think I think I think people could tell by your voice, like how earnest you are and honest you are and transparency you know what I mean mm -hmm. like, yeah so anyway thanks for doing and um, um, let's take a break and, and let's do another one too thanks for everyone for listening okay. Bye.